Don't watch me, watch Nolzine TV. It's the best video ever and subscribe to it. What up y'all, this your man Freeway Ricky Ross and you watching Nolazine TV. Did you feel like Snowfall mimic your life accordingly? Absolutely. Snowfall is definitely a ripoff. Uh, me and John Singleton was cool. Uh, he was helping me do my movie. Uh, he bought one of my first books. If you go on his page, you will see a picture of me and him. And he's holding my book saying, Rick Ross, great story, Snowfall coming soon. I never saw that until uh, after somebody pointed it out to me. But uh, he definitely ripped my story off. And, uh, you know, if Snowfall gets a Grammy, that's mine. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to. Uh, white folks can steal. You know, they've been stealing from me all this time. Y'all can keep stealing. But uh, everybody know whose story that is. How did you feel about the Reagan era? It's funny that you mentioned that, you know, I'm sitting in my room right now and I was just watching and on the show they said Bill Clinton really won the election because of the Iran-Contra situation. So what that told me is that I had a hand in Bill Clinton winning his presidency, uh, going by what CNN just said tonight, uh, some old footage. Uh, you know, the Reagan industry, they are the ones that opened the floodgate for the cocaine to come into this country with the Iran-Contra affair. So, um, it's tainted. <laughs> Share with us more of who you are. Wow, who am I? I don't even know. It's a deep question. I'm a black man growing up in America dealing with the struggles like so many other young black men in this country. Even though I don't got to be an old man, I still understand the struggles that the other ones that's coming after me have to go through right now. So, um, that's somewhat of what, who I am. Now you have a legacy that holds much weight in our black culture. How do you continue to share this with the world? Well, um, my goal is to continue to move forward, to continue to grow. Uh, because what I found out is once you stop growing, you start to die. And I don't ever want to die. I want to live forever. What inspires you the most to share your legacy? Well, so many people had counted me out. Mm -hmm. They thought I was dead. Uh, you know, most people never never knew, but, you know, I had my, uh, my obituary mm -hmm. was written in 1998, I think, um, a magazine out of Texas called the Texas Monthly had, uh, had wrote my obituary. And my plan is to show them that they was dead wrong. Uh, they followed that article up in 2013 when I was released from prison. Uh, in an article called Rick Ross's Dreaming. And in that article, to show him that, that I was still alive when they was writing my obituary, I was trying to talk. I was trying to tell him what the future was gonna be like. Not only was I not dead, but I had learned how to see into the future. And I was trying to tell them that, but they thought I was dead. So now my goal is to not only show them that I was not dead, 
but I was actually thriving. I was like a, a the caterpillar, you know, when he goes into the cocoon to get his wings without going into the with the caterpillar not going into the cocoon, he'll never be able to fly or soar. And if he wanted to just stay on the ground and crawl, then he'd never go into that cocoon. But in order to soar, he had to go into that cocoon. And that's what I was doing at the time. I was getting my wings so that I could soar. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm soaring. Now with you receiving life in federal prison and end up coming home, what goals you have since you've been here? Wow, what goals do I have? My goals are hunk. Right now, I'm probably working to be the biggest marijuana man on the planet. Uh, I don't think that nobody is going to sell more marijuana than I will be selling in the future. Uh, I'm going to open the doors for a lot of black people in order to allow them to get into the business. Um, mm, that's the start. You know. Uh, I plan on getting into boxing. You know, I'm a two-time author with my third book in the works right now, uh, putting it together. My movie is uh, also in the works, uh, waiting on the writer to finish the final touches. Um, just want to keep educating the people, man, letting them know that it's possible, that they can win too. And as a prison reform activist, you have a chance to change lives with your influence. What should we expect in the future from you and your organization? Well, you can expect me to continue to assist those that nobody else will assist. Uh, I think it's a hunk gap out here uh, with the disenfranchised, with the people that nobody want to work with, that nobody want to have anything to do with. I feel that those are the ones that are going to uh, lead this country into these new decades. Um, because if you haven't lived anything, then you don't know anything. So the people who are out here, who are struggling, who nobody will give a job to, um, who they think you're dead. Now, not only are you a legend, you also counsel others um, tell me how you made an impact on others and even the younger generation. Well, you know, yesterday I spoke here uh, in New Orleans. Uh, and when I spoke, I could see people almost being uplifted out of their chairs. How their spirit came up and the, the attentiveness of their face and their eyes, how they was hanging on to every word that I was saying because what I said was so real and so true. You know, right now, uh, I'm fighting a case in court right now. I was sitting in my car one day with my son and the police pulled up. And I'm an automobile dealer, so I don't have to have plates on both sides, on both the front and back of my car. Um, so the cop saw that I didn't have a front plate and he wanted to know why. He walked up to the car, he asked me for my ID, I gave my ID, my insurance, everything to identify myself. And upon doing that, he asked me to get out of the car and sit on the ground. And I thought to myself, what would Muhammad Ali have done if they would have asked him to sit on the ground? 
I said he would have went to jail. And so I told the cop that I wasn't going to sit on the ground. That I felt it would be degrading. And for me to sit on the ground in front of my son would make him sit down on the ground. And then I thought about James Brown who said, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And those have always been some of my heroes. And I took pages from their book and I stood up like I'm gonna continue to stand up all over the country, all over the world. Because I know if I stand up, then other black men I know that they can stand up as well. That they don't have to take whatever the system is giving them, that they can take for themselves. Now for those who are not aware, tell us what to expect from Riding with Rick, The 21 Keys of Success. Well that book was, uh, wasn't was a planned book, it was a book that just came about. Um, I met Cody Crutcher when I was in prison, he wrote me, he had a magazine called Get Money and he wanted to put me on the cover, which he did. Uh, he flew me out to New York and when it was time for me to go, he was like, man, I just want to be around you. And I was like, man, I got to go back. I'm on parole. Mm -hmm. And my parole officer was the PO from hell. I mean, he would try to put you back for dropping bubble gum on the ground. He wanted to put you back in prison. So I told Cody that and he was like, well, what if I come to LA and hang out with you? Would it be cool? And I was like, yeah, don't nobody hang with me. I'm by myself. So he came out and we hung out for six months and uh, what I noticed is that he had been taking notes of everything that I've been doing, all my meetings, everybody that I talked to. And I asked him one day, I was like, man, why do you keep jotting in that paper? And he was like, oh, I've just been taking notes. I said, you've been taking notes of all this stuff? Going places where they don't allow cameras? You know, we talk to, we talk to people that puts everything on TV. The people that everybody respect, we talked to those type of people because they was trying to buy my movie and my book rights. Mm -hmm. And I said, man, that's a book. That's a hell of a book. That book is gonna bless so many people. And uh, that's how the book came about. So the book is me dealing with my everyday life, my struggles, uh, my disappointments, my joys uh, for my first six months out of prison. So. Uh, I think that this book can help anybody if they follow the principles. Um, just the other day I was riding from a fight, uh, my man Austin Trout, who was uh, trying to regain his title. Um, we got a couple more fights and we're going to be asking for one of these big boys with the title to give him a shot. So on the way back I had a, the opportunity to listen, I, was dro I drove from New Mexico, 12 hour drive and I hadn't read my favorite books since I've been out of, well, no, I read about seven years ago was the last time. I've been out almost 11 years now. So I had an opportunity to read some books that I hadn't read in a long time. And I read each one of these books like 25 times because I wanted those principles to be my principles. And sometimes, you know, you start to feel yourself. You'd be like, look how great I am. Look how much I can do. I started with nothing. I got out of jail, I had $200. Now look at all the stuff I'm doing. And I thought about it listening to those books and I was like, well Rick, you ain't really doing nothing but following the principles. You're just doing what the principles told you to do. And it was kind of like a reality check for me because 
I don't want to get like so many of our heroes. You know, I look at a lot of the black heroes and they have a intensity of snobbing their nose at the ones who don't have um, and say, I got mine, you get yours. And I thought about it and I never want to be like that. I want to be the one that says, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to give you another shot and another shot and another shot. Keep taking the shot. If you keep taking the shot, sooner or later you're going to make a basket. If you keep trying to catch the ball, pretty soon you're going to catch it. So I want to be the one that continues to have faith in those who nobody else has faith in because those have been the ones that have lifted me up. Those were the people who bought my book when nobody else would buy it. They're the ones that bought it when those people that I told you about that I went to those meetings told me that my book wouldn't sell. So that's what I'm doing. Let me know where you're from and how your upbringing influenced who you are today. Well, I was born in Tyler, Texas. Uh, it's about 100 miles outside of Dallas. Uh, my mom moved to L.A. when I was three, so I'm definitely L.A. all the way. <laughs> and by the way, L.A. is where I got my marijuana license, so I'm a legal drug dealer, you know what I'm saying? I used to do it illegal, but now I'm legal. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's where I grew up at. Um, my upbringing was, you know, I thought it was normal. But, you know, now I know that it's not normal to see people get shot. You know, it's not normal to be around gangbangers where you got to worry about what color you're wearing. You got to watch your jacket so that somebody won't take it from you. You know, we was going to school. There would be people that they would take shoes off their feet. Uh, so I know that that life is not normal. It's an abnormal lifestyle. Uh, so, so I had some normal bringings, upbringings, and then I had some abnormal upbringings. Um, but all of that made me who I am today. Without all of my background, without all the things that I've been through, I could not be doing the work that I do right now. Now, with you being in the CBD business, no, I'm, in the, I'm in the marijuana, marijuana? business. <laughs> I gotta do the hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we do the hard stuff. That CBD, you know, CBD is cool. Mm -hmm. I don't really know much about the CBD yet. Okay. Uh, I'm going into the CBD, but mm -hmm. I, I went straight to the marijuana, THC, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what other ventures do you have besides that? Well, you know, I'm doing boxing right now. Uh, my goal is to become the uh, the biggest man in boxing. Uh, I'm doing the movie. I got a publishing company where I'm publishing not only my books, but uh, I just signed my first uh, uh, non-me author, CC. Uh, her book will be coming out soon. Uh, what else I'm doing? Oh, my clothing line. You see, we ain't talking about no cheap, cheap. You know what I'm saying? We got the clothing line um, that we're working on. Uh, what else? I sell, I sell cars. You know, so if you need a car, Bentley, Ferrari, whatever it is, you know, I got it. I can go get it for you. Uh, I'm going into real estate. Uh, want to be a, a coach uh, for people to teach other people how they can uh, gain the same type of success that I have. I also have a millionaires club where I'm going to teach 250 people how to become millionaires. Um, what else I do? That's enough, huh? <laughs> ain't that enough? <laughs> Sky's the limit. <laughs> Sky's the limit. We ain't gonna stop. 
What advice can you give to the younger generation today about moving forward in life? Well, you can do anything that you want to do, but you first have to believe that you're worthy of doing the things that you want to do. A lot of times people don't think that they're worthy to have success. And if you don't think you're worthy of success, then you won't be successful. You first have to believe in yourself before anybody else will. So first step, believe in yourself, become a critical thinker. A critical thinker is somebody that can take a situation and figure it out so that it benefits them. How are you involved within the community? I'm all over the community. <laughs> I've been here in uh, New Orleans um, <coughs> for, for two days. Um, I went to Uptown Hemp, uh, took pictures there, um, spoke at the um, Buku uh, Event Center, uh, went to a club last night uh, downtown and you know just talked to people and, and give them the game. Today I was downtown at the um, the mark, what's that mark? I can't even think of the name of it. I don't remember names well, but I went there talking to people and just uplifting them. You know, one of the things that I keep hearing people say about me is uplifting, uplifting. My social media was lit up last night with the word uplifting. So I'm gonna keep lifting them up. What was, what was your missions going into 2020 and in the future? Well, my, my my plan has been since I got home. You know, when I was in prison, uh, I I was looking at the world and uh, I saw that black people made a trillion dollars a year, and I wondered how can we make so much money and how people be so broke and 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 so unemployed. And what it came to me was that the people that was managing the money was mismanaging it. They wasn't putting the money in the places that it needed to be put. So some told me, say, why don't you take over? Why don't you take that money and invest it for them? Put it in a place where they can now have jobs and they can be employed. Uh, so that's one of my missions is to uh, control that $1 trillion that we make every year. I'm also uh, working with a TV station called Impact Network. Um, I may be having a couple programs on there. Uh, it's a real black-owned channel, not uh, a, a fake black-owned channel. He really owns the channel. He started it himself, and uh, he's built it up to a pretty good uh, <coughs> situation, and I believe that I can take it to the next level. So uh, I'm working on that as well. Me and the owner will be meeting end of this month or the first of next month about uh, how we're going to move Impact Network forward. We're already doing fights on there. We'll be doing a fight on there every month, uh, some months, two a month. And uh, the plan is to get up to where we're doing 50 fights a year, which will be more fights than anybody else in, in the industry. So um, another thing that I'm doing right now. Now from it being Black History Month, what can you share as a significance of our culture? Well, you know, our culture is, is, is filthy rich. You know, our culture has been rich since the beginning. Uh, we were working with metal way back during the pyramids. So that shows the engineering, the construction that, that comes from our people. Um, but if you don't believe 
that you're rich, then you won't act rich. So it's very important that we now believe that we are rich, we are smart, and we are capable. As we know, MMG, Rick Ross, and Freeway from State Property surfaced with the exact name as yours. Now, how have that been embraced and how have you managed to, to take that forward? Well, me and Freeway, we're super cool. I was just in Philly with him about, about three weeks ago. Uh, I'll be coming out on this new album. He put me in the booth and told me to drop something. So uh, I went in the booth and, and laid a few things for him. Uh, the other guy, uh, we have absolutely no relationship. He wants to deny that uh, he got the name Rick Ross from me. You know, he just made that name up. Um, so that's pretty much the way it is right now. Um, hopefully, he continues to have success. Uh, but you know, Freeway is my man, and uh, I plan on being his friend as long as both of us are alive. Now, if you had one piece of advice to someone looking to move forward, what would it be? Read my book. I <laughs> know. Uh, um, well, you know, you should read my books as well because my books are definitely, um, my books are definitely good books to read, especially for people from the neighborhood who uh, may not understand um, the other books that I'm going to recommend them to read. But if they read mine first, then they may be able to go to those other ones and understand a little better because what I tried to do was uh, point out in my books the way that I was using certain principles that I didn't know I was using. Uh, think and Grow Rich, The Richest Man in Babylon, and As a Man Think or As a Woman Think. Those are my three favorite books. I recommend everybody read those because those are the principles that I use to have the success that I'm having right now today. And I believe that those principles will work the same way for you but you first must try them. One of the things that the author said in the article when he was writing my obituary, he said that I had started practicing this new get rich quick genre as the mind of a man believes he can achieve. And he said I was testing out their plausibility, meaning that I was trying to see if they really worked. So often we hear stuff and we don't try to see if it work or not. We just cancel it out. Now let us know where we can find you on social media and all other media platforms. You can get me at Freeway Ricky on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, if you want to buy the sweatshirts and the books, you can go to FreewayRickyRoss.com. Check me out there. Also follow me. I'm doing a lot of things on there. Also I'm having a video that I just dropped on my page right now. I'm going to give $100 to 20 people that comes up with the best 2019 success stories. I want to know about your success stories. So you drop them on my page. You Oh, you also got to be following me as well. And with that, you could win $100. Just like that. No other charge, no fees. Zip. Ow! Wait a minute. No Lazine make them old screen. You understand me? You want a t-shirt? You want to have a wife beater with a hole in it? You want to pair a short pair with six holes in it with all your coochie hanging out on the side? Holler at your people, baby. Ziggler Wiggy, you understand me? Lightning cock on this B-L-O-C-K, you understand me? A beautiful day.